Thank you for coming to King Ugly Crew again. Um, tonight we are actually doing a user request. Um, it was Nick Spears sent us a... A user request or a listener request? Yes. User. Users. Because King Ugly Crew podcast is a user now. Okay. All yeah, right, Nick. They're users. Anyway, yes, a, a listener request, I guess. Um, so he requested that we talk about our most dangerous stuff that we've ever done. And I think we'll start with my wife real quick. Um, and, and let me introduce you. This is Venetia, my wife, Venetia Jensen. And she's going to tell you what her most dangerous thing she's ever done. I'm Venetia. I've had kids. She sounds so depressed. <laughs> I know. I hear that sadness in her can, voice. Can you get like the cheerleader voice out, Nish? I mean, you sound so much better when you sound like a cheerleader. Hi, Don't. I'm Venetia. Let's go. Okay, there we go. Right. You talk like that the whole time. We'll get more listeners. They'll think you're hot. <laughs> Wow! Ouch. She she needs to do her cooking with Venetia voice. You should tell she does it all the time. She like does, does this. Um, she'll send Marco Polos to to Carbon, her best friend's sister slash whatever, and um, she'll be like, "Thanks for coming." Oh, there's my phone again. Uh, she'll be like, "Thanks for coming. I'm gonna show you today how to press on vinyl. It's Hello. hilarious." It's, hi, thanks for joining us with Vinyl with Venetia. Today, we're going to learn about how to put vinyl on shirts. So exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so good. Right? It's, it's like she so could do great. it. It was funny because Carmen was like, Venetia, you could totally do your own YouTube channel with that. It would, it would be hilarious. Vinyl oh, yeah. with Venetia. It works really well. I did how to cut a pineapple. Yes. No. So I'm Venetia. We've got seven kids, like Lonan said. And I think the most dangerous thing I've ever done is honestly having this last kid. Yeah, I'd agree with that one. She was in the hospital for a while, quite a while. Doctor came in and said, you okay? I said, yep. He goes, oh, good. I thought we were going to lose you. Whoa, that is not something you say to a person that just had a baby. That's what I told him and started laughing. He's like, well, we did almost lose you. Wow. Well, Nisha, I'm very happy you're still here. Yeah, me too. I don't think I could have managed seven kids by myself. No. And she has love you, way Lana. more life insurance on me than I do on her. Yeah, I'll be rolling in the dough if Lonan dies. So what you're telling me is that is that the purpose? Is that the purpose of his motorcycle? Yeah, just kidding. We had a friend die from that, and I don't want to even go there. Oh, trust me. I, I had the conversation with Will. I was like, Lonan's working on his death trap. I'm not going to die on it. Well, I'm we'll sure that's what every that. middle-aged guy says about their motorcycle when they die on it. I would much <laughs> rather have my husband any day and live out of a cardboard box than have any money. See, she loves me. All right, so um, all right, I guess uh, we'll go to the next person. Case can't think of anything he's ever done that's dangerous. Um, I'm sorry, it's just life. Like they keep talking about motorcycle riding, ATV stuff, uh, my job. I just like these are all things that I just. I just do like it's not dangerous in my opinion, but just because I have a different outlook on it, I guess you blow things up for a living. I think that's a little scary. I mean, I know how to handle it, so that's not scary to me. But I guess for a normal person, yeah, I mean, I, I literally I use the exact same stuff that blew up Lebanon. So, yeah, I mean, the difference is here's the difference, right? So you have uh, all of us, not just you. We've had a dad that have raised us doing all these in some people's mind, crazy things. I mean, you listen to Zani, and she's just like, wow, I, I don't think I would let my kids ever ride the four. Well, I never would before, but since you guys are there, I guess I'll let them go. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, it's you know, just different she just, people that raised it. Right. She just, I mean, she wasn't raised around it or she just didn't want to let them do it. I don't know. I don't know which one it was. Could be both. Who knows? Right. Um, no, I totally get it. Like, it's just, I, it's just that we talk about dangerous things and I'm sitting here like, yeah, I've jumped my four wheeler a long distance. I've crashed my motorcycle, which we've already talked about. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously my job dealing with that kind of stuff is dangerous in some people's opinions, but at the same time, I just do it. So I don't know. I'll think about what you guys talk about, what your your opinions are. Well, so let's start off with Griff. Griff was like, are you kidding me? You don't know what you want? Yeah. <laughs> or what, what was dangerous for you? So so let's see what Griff has to say. I have a couple good ones, I think. Um, obviously, motorcycles and other, other things, ATVs as well. But I've got a couple extra ones that I don't know if Case and I have done. But go ahead, Griff. Uh, mine is the Hayabusa. So I think everything, every time getting on that motorcycle, I probably had a, a scary moment. <laughs> But um, my one, I would say my particular one, because Case, you could probably rebring this up because we don't necessarily have all the same ones, um, is when I did uh, 200 miles an hour on the Hayabusa at night on an empty road that was flat, luckily, but was I was way out running my light by by about 150 miles an hour. And I, I knew that one was dumb, but I just wanted to do it. Wait, your light was only good for 50 miles an hour? Oh, no. 150. 150, I couldn't. I was way out running my light. Okay, so anything over 150 miles an hour, you're out running your light. Yeah, and it was really, I was, if that was uncomfortable at 150, like 130, it was where I would say it was comfortable to ride. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Because I had just enough light to read. Slow down if anything would have come down at 150 and i went 50 miles an hour faster than that if you need another one one and i i have a, i have another couple stories that i no, say are I, scary i've got a unlike, good one unlike case that doesn't think he has anything i'll figure out something motorcycle stories like figure it out you got it stat stat so my story is when i was 17 years old i was working on our jeep wrangler we had it was an old yj 95 yj and being the brilliant guy that I was, I was pulling the rear drive shaft out of it on a driveway while the drive that it was actually sitting in gear and that's what was holding it in the driveway. And I pulled the drive shaft out of it because the U joints were bad and it ended up rolling over top of me. And fr- like, luckily, it didn't crush my chest, but the skid plate was sitting on top of my chest and it actually like bruised my sternum or whatever. It was really hard to breathe for about a month. That was that what? was a really scary experience. Where was that at? That was at uh, Weatherstone. That sounds fun. Dude, yeah, that, that was just a stupid moment. <laughs> Yeah, I call that pretty dangerous. <laughs> well, I but, remember the day, like, when it happened, it didn't hurt. But the next day, I, I couldn't bend over. I couldn't lift anything. I It was hard to breathe. And I thought about it, and I was like, man, if that Jeep would have been one inch shorter, it probably would have killed me. Yeah, that's that's yeah. one of those things that where God was definitely watching out. No doubt about it. Well, I've got yeah. another one where I was being stupid with a swamp cooler. but Yeah, we'll come back. Okay. So, um, Case, do you have one yet? No, keep going. Okay, so one of the ones that I have is, um, <laughs> well, this one, we'll do a shout out to Nick since this is one that, you know, he was the one that wanted us to do this. Um, we were towing my Volkswagen Bug out to Shoshone after we moved from um, Twin to Shoshone. And the nut that held on the steering wheel, I never had, never had a steering wheel nut. And and we had cut it, so it was kind of like a Batmobile steering wheel. 
right? So it's just two little things coming out and that's all you have. And he was, I think he was telling me with the Chevy pickup and uh, we're driving down the road and all of a sudden, like, like something's in the road or something. I can't remember what it was, but I kind of like, you know, flick my wrists back and forth and all of a sudden the steering wheel comes off. And we're doing like 70 miles an hour. And, and, you know, it wouldn't be that bad if we were on the uphill side of things, but we were on the downhill side. So uh, it took me about a solid 30 seconds to get the uh, steering wheel back on the car. Nice. Yeah. That must have been terrifying. Oh, my goodness. Like, did it at least drive straight, the bug? Yeah, yeah, it drove straight. But but because I had to keep slamming on the brakes, the brakes, one of them we grabbed. They always grabbed, no matter what I did, I, I did the brakes like three times. And the right side always grabbed harder than the left side. And um, so I had to, like, tap the brakes instead of, like, holding them for a second. Because otherwise, it would just pull me off the road until I got the steering wheel back on. To keep, that, that way I could keep the, you know, the strap tight. That's awesome. Like, Yeah, I wow. like that one. <laughs> Holy crap. So this is when I was like 16 or 17. I mean, like, I was young. So maybe he was pulling me with the Suburban. I don't know. It was one of the vehicles. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what happened. It was, it was super fun. Super fun. That's crazy. All well, right. I guess, I guess I do have one that might seem a little bit dangerous. Shoot. Besides um, most of your life. Well, it'd be a swamp cooler. I think it's the same. Me and Baron have the same experience. I wonder if it's the same. Is it the balcony thing, Baron? No, it wasn't balcony. You guys installed swamp coolers. That's what I mentioned. Mine was oh. when we still lived in Royal Legacy. Yeah, mine. Okay, so my our families are a firm believer in swamp coolers because they're more efficient than air conditioning units, obviously. Not true. Air conditioners or- are more efficient. But in Las Vegas, where it is exceptionally hot... And it's very hard to cool down houses. Swamp and very dry. And very dry. dry. And swamp coolers do a very good job of getting them cooled down. Nah, swamp coolers are definitely more efficient up to a certain amount of humidity. And based off of how much money you are spending, they are far more efficient. That's yes. most of the time what you're referring to is efficiency is, is what you're going, you know, you put a dollar in, how much cooling do you get out? And you get far more cooling, especially in Vegas out of that dollar into that swamp cooler than you would a dollar into an AC. Correct. Absolutely. And so dad was, so King Ugly was really, really into him. Um, and so we were actually moving out of our house, um, the final one from Vegas that we all lived in. And so we had this balcony that, I mean, I, my parents' balcony um, for their master bedroom, we had a I swamp cooler. Live. Right, sorry, for the younger kids is what I meant. So we had to unload it, and I had uh, a good a good friend at the time, and then uh, I think Kyler was there too. And we literally was I there, Griffey? I think you were there. We have a video of it, it goes through Facebook every every year, it comes up as a memory, and it's. I just look back, and I'm like, that was really stupid. So basically, this this machine is probably four hundred pounds. No, no, no. How like much you, a solid 150 to, most 200. if you had water in it maybe 200 yeah and if it had pads on it which it did not we did it with the pads off oh but then still. it's a solid 75 pounds that's all they are they're not that heavy but it was okay sorry Good. way over exaggerated the the weight but it was still <laughs> really awkward to handle yep. and um us all being teenagers basically that were there uh, minus griff uh we obviously didn't know how to, to handle this piece of this machine and get it down the thing so we basically used a ladder and some rope put someone on the on one end of the rope and the other two people were on the ladder trying to hold I think, it up. i think this was going up not going down down i think we just used a rope and put it down yeah, i thought the same thing 
Yeah. I don't know. Like, I've heard about both ways. Up, yes. And it was very sketchy because we put the ladder up on it and we were pushing it up. Oh, you're right. Totally right. Pushing it up. And we had someone walking up the ladder while we were pushing it up and trying to drag it all at the same time. Like, there was um, so... Many things see, that could have gone wrong. See an OSHA violation. We were the OSHA violation. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Like everything you don't do, um, and in a, a professional way. Yeah, we did it because we weren't professionals, obviously. But yeah, that was definitely dangerous. Uh, just learn how to move things properly. All I can say. All right, so Nisha's got uh, another one, real quick. So I actually have two. One, when we were younger, we lived by a canal next to our backyard. And it's one of those really deep ones that Vegas would use as... Idaho? It, well, it was it in was, Utah. It was in Utah. Oh, okay. But it was a really deep one. And my parents told us not to go swimming in it. And so when they would be at work, we would go swimming in it. And it was so full that it literally like hit the bottom of the bridge where you drove over. And we'd swim in it all the time. And now as an adult... I understand that there's undertoes and they would tell us that we would drown if we went swimming and we're like, we never drowned. We're good. We'd build rafts and go down the canal. And when we'd hit the bridge, we'd jump up, run across the bridge and get back on the raft and keep going down. And I'm a terrible swimmer. But now as an adult, I think that we were absolutely insane. And there's no way I would let my kid do that in a million years. Builds character. It's amazing all the things that, like, the older generation talks about, the things they did with their families and whatnot, compared to what us younger generation are succeeded to. It is totally crazy how different it is. Yeah, you mean, like, seatbelts? Yeah, seatbelts. I mean, just the canal thing. Like, you know how many people will get in trouble for that nowadays? Well, so there was a canal in Idaho that I remember being absolutely terrified to go down. And we went out there on the SS Suburban a couple of times. Yeah, it was the, the Shoshone one. Um, when we go out there, was a stole quite often. And that's actually where Dane broke his elbow is because it was a, a cement, um, canal. And so he dove in and caught one of those eddies and it pushed him all the way down to the bottom and he smacked his elbow and he broke, broke like that little, you know, the, 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 just the edge of the, of your elbow off. And if you have him hold his, his elbows up, you can see where he broke it. Um, and, and what's pretty crazy is that, um, I think it was two days. I think he did it on a Saturday. We went on a Saturday. And then we went to Les Miserables on a Sunday. And he was in so much pain the whole time. He's like, I didn't even enjoy it. I don't remember it, to be honest with you, is what he told me last time I talked to him. Wow. Which sucks is Les Mis is an excellent play. Excellent. Well, and, and that one was done extremely well. Extremely well. Um, yeah. Good production of it. So yeah, I didn't realize crazy. he got hurt. And we, <laughs> I remember floating down that a few times. Bear probably too. Yeah surprised that you would bring a kid like what was i eight in shoshone eight or nine and just go float down the canal and just like hang out in the back seat of the burb because there was no actual back seat we were just sitting in the back because it was only two rows not three right well but the other thing is is that you know we've got you guys were good swimmers like mom always made sure that she got all of us into swim class pretty early so we were all pretty strong swimmers and so i mean like if either or any of you really needed to be rescued you know, between me and Dane and, and Mike, St- Mike Stoll and, and, and Greg Power. Stoll and Power, we were all and Mutt. 
that's who I remember going with. I don't remember going with you or Dane. But really? and power. Mutt and power. Well, and, and that may be the case. That may be when like Dane was on his mission and I was in Cedar City all the time. I mean that certainly could be. Twin Falls, you mean? Oh, yeah, in Twin Falls when I was going but to high school. I do remember going with you, Lonnie, because it was definitely the SS. Definitely the SS. Yeah, and and it wouldn't bear have uh, power. Let's see, I'm thinking we only had the SS for a very, very short time. Um, while Para had his license. Dad so many memories. early off. Yeah, I, I jumped that thing. Another dangerous thing I should have done. Oh, yeah. Totally jumped it. Do you remember no, the there blue was burb? the SS burb case. No, no I oh, don't remember. It, it was a blue one, not, yeah, not the it, black one. And I remember it better than the black one. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I, it's because the black one got sat to the side of the house for most of the time. Like, I remember going on trips in the blue one because mom drove it up to Utah Provo once. I remember with you. Wait, I remember... are you kidding? Mom drove the SS to Provo? Uh-huh. Yeah, because uh, that the three that was when Dad put the three eighty three in the suburban, and you guys blew it up the week that she was supposed the weekend that I mean the week before she was supposed to go to Provo, and so she drove the SS there. Oh, when we were still in twin. Uh huh. That's hilarious. I didn't realize that. Oh, that was probably when I started driving myself to driver's ed. That's probably why I didn't go. Probably. That's hilarious, Bye. though. To be honest, I don't remember any of the burbs. So, do do you know why it was called the SS case? Uh, no. So it was a '77. We call it the so, Super Suburban because why? in '77, so there wasn't a whole lot of them ever built with a manual transmission. It had a manual transmission, a 350, and it was a '77. And in '77, Chevrolet found a way around all smog laws for a '77 truck, and then they. They redid the laws. So 78, they had to put the smog back on. So 77 had no smog on it, didn't have to. And so it was one of the highest horsepower trucks, you know, for a long time. And it was a, and it was a four speed on the floor. The thing was just to kick in the pants. Dude, that sounds awesome. Like a manual burb is just cool. Plus a highest horse horsepower rating of that era. That's killer. Which, I, which I, was still only like 250 horsepower. But, but think about that. 250 horsepower back in 77 was a quite a bit of powder. powder. Well, and, and you've also got to figure out that, that a 70, so in 77, like cars that had small block Chevys in them were maybe touching 130. Oh, yeah, because they were so Because they were so down. smogged. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so, I mean, it was, yeah. So it was, that's why dad wanted it because um, it's when he was selling cars at Randy Hanson. So, yeah, that's that I was picked it up for cool. a thousand awesome. bucks. <laughs> Golly. You know, it's funny to think about that Suburban. It was a 77, right? Dad probably bought it in 97. That's as old as my Super Duty is. I think 96, actually. Probably 96. But, but when you think about it, like, I think of that as being ancient. But when you think about it, that's older I and mean, that's newer at that time period than your Super Duty is, Lonan. That's crazy to think no, about, Barry. Right. I didn't even think about that. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I, I thought about the same thing. So, like, you know, I thought I drove I drove a 1987 Suburban to school, right? And this is in 96 and 97. I'm like, this thing is so old. It's such an old vehicle. Gosh, it's old. I drove an 87 I, to high school. Right. And now Gosh, I think about it. And, and, and that was only 10 years old. Like, it wasn't that old. Like, every one of my kids have gotten a far older vehicle, except for maybe Arroyo. Arroyo's was like 13 years old. But, but still, I mean, like, it's just kind of funny. Oh, it, it is. I think or, I had the oldest car that I actually drove to school. Because you uh, never actually drove your Studebaker to school, did you? Oh, not my Studebaker. I drove uh, the 56. 
Oh, okay. Or then 55. You, you had 55. the oldest vehicle. But mine mine probably takes second, my 72 Mercedes. 72, and, and when were you going to school, though? 2004 to 2008. So, I mean, So, that's, 2006 to 2008. What's that, 36 years? Yeah. So, no, yours was still older because... No, yours was not. Mine was older because it was 55. So mine was 40, well, 40 plus years old when I was driving it. So, yep. Anyway, okay. So, um, Case has got his. Griff, you want to do another one and then we'll continue from there? I have a couple yep. of good ones. So, um, uh, Case, maybe think, I don't know if you've done any whitewatering, but whitewaters, lots of people think that's dangerous. I've done that, but that's just, that was back when I was young, and I guess that was dangerous, but to me, it wasn't. That's, that is my biggest issue right now. Everything you guys are talking about, I'm like, that's not dangerous in my opinion. So I guess it, it all depends on people's perception of danger is how they're going to view this entire thought thing. So right. I have one that I, again, think is dangerous, but when Lana and I, we weren't even dating yet, I don't think. We were just friends. And we went down and took somebody to go on their mission at the airport when you could actually see them off. And I needed to be back to work in, what, two hours? Yeah, yeah. So we got from the Salt Lake City Airport back to Twin Falls, going 120 plus in Lonan's truck. It was Dad's Chevy pickup. And I got to work on time within two hours from Salt Lake to Twin. Go, Venetia. Lonan was driving. Go on. And I don't think we had slept in over 24 hours. Nope. Nope. Like, that's just pure stupidity now. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. Totally is. Like, but we used to do that with snowboarding too. Like, we'd get up and, yeah, all day long snowboard. Well, we'd stay up until 2 or 3 in the morning. Then we'd get up at 6 a.m. and go snowboarding all day long. And we'd do the full day plus the night skiing. And then we'd head home at 10, 30 o'clock. You know, 10, 30, get back to, tw- to Twin at 1 a.m. And yeah, so we had lots of stuff like that. And then we'd say we were going to bed. We, we never did. We all stayed up late in Doug's basement talking. And then I always had to go to work. Yep. Okay. So sorry, Griff. Go ahead. Your case. Was it? I thought it was Griff. Yeah, Griff, you're up. Then me. Okay. Well, mine was a fast trip as well. That was going to be my next one. Is, is um, I made it. So my BMW... I had to get to a wedding, and of course we were running late as normal, and uh, and not like just a little late, like an hour and twenty minutes late to get to this wedding. And so, so really, I made it. So right? I made it. I made it from my house it, on uh, Abbeville to the St. George Temple in forty-five minutes. Oh my gosh! No joke. Yeah, Holy I was. Crap. I was. I averaged one twenty, but I was over one fifty for most of it. My M three, oh which was gosh. probably scary, all in that same fact because that now that you look at the M three, like it. That thing was a piece. I'm not yeah. trying to be mean, but yeah. it was. It was put together with band aids, duct tape, and, and silicone. Yeah, but I had to get there. I got there. Oh my gosh! I don't think I've ever gone over a hundred miles an hour for more than a uh, thirty seconds, maybe. Oh, oh. definitely. Bull case. Call me. When bikes. we did. Sorry, on the bikes. You're taking that right. Sorry, in a vehicle. In okay. a car, I mean. In a okay. Car. I was going to say, because on the bikes, we did it from just over Boulder yes. City Dam yeah. all the way to Kingman. Now I look back at it, I'm like, that was really dumb. Especially now that I have my CDL. Like, if I get pulled over for doing anything reckless, which is anything over 15 miles an hour, right? 10? It depends on your state. 
I lose my license. So that's my issue. You only get two warnings. Yeah. Well, I mean, me and Lonan, when we were doing, I got pulled over for doing 96 and a 70. And that was relatively slow when me and Lonan were going back and forth to Reno. Yeah, we made right. it to Reno once in four hours. No. Yeah. no, no, it was five and a half. It was five, but still, that's flip moving. side that around is that we took the long route, which was an hour longer than it's normally supposed to take. Well, yeah, because we didn't want to go on the dirt road. And, and we didn't want to go. Uh, well, and the first time I ever traveled Reno the normal way was two, three years ago, four years ago. Um, when I went to Reno uh, with my parent, mother-in-law, well, with my in-laws, because we went up for a, a meet for Aurora, and I was like, "Well, I've never taken the normal way back, and now I understand why we never took the normal way." By the way, wait through Walker Lake and all that? Yeah, I we I dad the only times that we'd gone through there, dad showed took us down the dirt road to Reno, or me and Lonnie used to go through. There was another way that wasn't the dirt road because we broke an oil pan on my Mercedes, but it dropped you into Fallon the same way that the dirt road did and it added and it wasn't an hour it was probably like 30 minutes to the trip but it was supposedly supposed to be slower but I mean it wasn't slower for us because I mean like there's no nobody joke. on that there's road. nothing on there like it was shocking to see anyone and it happened to be the one time I was going I got pulled over was a cop that we passed like you passed and, him yeah that was with my permit it's the only time I've ever gotten pulled over for speeding <laughs> And we were, we were, yeah, we were moving. I mean, like we were averaging a solid hundred between a hundred and 120. Those cars just did a hundred so well. I remember doing a hundred plus in my Mercedes all the time. And it just, just did it so well. What year? 220? They do. They, they felt that was actually what was funny. They about felt them. really good. They felt 100. better at a hundred than they felt. That was, that was the only reason I knew I was going fast is because the car had smoothed up at that point in time. Yeah, they were pretty crazy. I mean, they smoothed out a lot. All right, so Kate says, hey, do you got another one for us or Baron? So um, I've got another stupid one. Hit me, Baron. You do it okay. first and I'll Do you want to do it for a stupid one? Another one, I'm young. I think I was 12. We were living in Royal Legacy Lane. We had a swamp cooler just for the keep the dogs cool in the summertime. And it was yeah, uh, shooting fancy. into the garage. We're that what? fancy. Yeah, we're that yeah. fancy. We had a small yeah, we were that fancy. It was dogs. only for the. It was only for that actually. At that time, we were using AC to cool everything, um, except for the dogs. And so we had the swamp cooler. Well, the swamp cooler had flooded over, and I'm sitting there standing in a puddle of water with an electrical cord running through the water into a surge protector that's sitting in the water. Dad comes out screaming and yelling at me. He's like, "What are you doing? Are you electrocuted?" So that was, that was a really stupid moment. But more of mine are stupid than they were dangerous. How did we not die? Like that is hilarious. That is like just one of those stupid things that you know what twelve year olds do. But man, we we were put in those situations. I feel like a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. And I just I'm so surprised that we're still able to function on on most levels. Well, and then I've got like my work experience ones where it's just like if OSHA saw or Amshaw saw, Amshaw been the end of the world. Would have been the end of the world for the kind of things I did. I feel you on that one. Like, have you, I remember there was a machine that I was 14 feet in the air. No, sorry, I wasn't 14 feet. Legal limit's 13, 8. So I was like 13 feet up in the air working on this machine. No rigging, no nothing. Standing on the side of a ledge, hanging off of a feeder, trying to weld something up, only supporting myself by my hand and one leg while using my other hand, one leg to keep me balanced and the other leg to weld. 
on the other hand, well, and that one was like, I'm an idiot right now. What am I doing? Like, this is stupid, dangerous. Well, but get that I, job done. Do. Get the job done. That's exactly it. But it's also the same fact that um, you do need to think about that kind of crap, especially on a mine site. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Case, what's yours? I, I guess the, I don't really remember this, but I, my wife had a good point that um, we want to talk about the time I died. Is that dangerous or is that something we need to say for another time? The one where you drowned? Yes. That doesn't oh, count. Oh, you don't even remember. Well, I know, but it's still dangerous. No. Yeah, of course it's dangerous, but it's not like you chose to do it. Okay, this okay. Is, we'll keep this is like chosen dangerous stuff. Barron's was just being dumb standing in an electrical cord, but it was still dangerous. Fine. Okay, we'll talk about that. We'll keep the listeners anticipated on that one. Ooh. I think uh, the scariest car I ever drove really fast was Chris Prelude. I did 140 in that. Oh, I did 140 in that thing all the time. Oh, uh, I, that car at 140 was kind of scary. I, it was. I was. I was actually going to go with. You want to know the scariest thing I've ever done in my whole life? What? Should we? Should we live? What? Wait on that. Sure. I honestly, okay. I, I can't. Asleep. You ready? Do you it. ready? Do it. Being in a car with Baron when I fall asleep ever. You know what's really funny about that? This whole time I've been saying, you know, it's a really scary experience, guys. Anytime I drive, I've been wanting to say that the whole time. Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious, that is hilarious. But it is so daggum true. Hey, Dad will sleep with me in the car, so I don't He's know what got, that means. No, Dad sleeps anymore. With me in the car. Dad will sleep with anybody. Anyone, but that, this was back when I was seventeen. I just got my license. Well, it's because he must have been tired, or he just cared, didn't care much about his life. Were you towing? That's the question. No, we weren't. We were on an excursion. We had just dropped Tashi off in Denver. That was that was my Ooh. experience from hell in that excursion. Yeah. I hate. Oh, okay, so but when, no but sleep. when, yeah, but no when sleep. you're so tired that you don't care, that's totally different. Yeah, no yeah, sleep. So that's that. So sorry, Baron. You don't get to claim that Dad felt comfortable enough to sleep. No, he was ask at the him, point of ask exhaustion. Him. He will say for whatever exhaustion. reason he was always comfortable sleeping with me. Ask him. That's Glamis. disgusting. Glamis. That is gross, Baron. Why would you say that? BMW. You're right. Whatever. Like, I'm trying to think of all the times I woke up and Baron just like, I just want to see how fast it'd go. The, the Camaro, right? Didn't he do that down it in was Only the Camaro. Yes. I and only drove BMW. your Beamer one time. And the BMW. With the one time you drove it. I was maybe cruising at 100. No. No. What? Well what? over that. Because well, like what? Fastest I have ever been was in your prelude. The other time was Lana was driving. We did 155 in the Jag or Dad. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I've done that in the Jag and I've done that in the M5. M5, Jag, and Prelude. I, I'll be honest, as slow as I drive now, because I'm one that I really. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah, cruise. I'll just set it at 70 and just Yeah, cruise. and I'll just cruise. But I. When I was 17, 18 years old, it was as whatever car I could be in was as fast as I could get it to go. Like, yeah. it was pretty much trying to get to the limiter because I did that in a CTSV too. Because uh, Annika had someone that was at her church that had a CTSV, and I brought that one to 140, I think. Lauren, you've actually driven my car the fastest it's ever gone too. My Beamer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, like You said you did what in it? 120? I believe so. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I've never gone over 100 miles an hour for a long... I mean, I went over 100 once, but oh, I just... yeah, yeah, when I re- recently drove it. Yeah, when you just drove when I got my yeah, tune done. Yeah, yeah. I... Like, that's where I... Like, I'm trying to think of cars I've even... That I currently own that I've driven. Like, I think my Flex is the only thing that I've driven over 100 miles an hour. May, my Golf... I think I've gotten my Golf to, like, 115, but it's, like, so tacking out at 115 that I just didn't push it very long there. So my scariest thing I've ever done 
again, it's another one of those trips from Twin Besides to Besides Baron. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, is I was on my way back from Shoshone, and it was snowy slash icy. And um, I was coming up. You guys probably don't remember the road, but it kind of comes up and over a hill and then turns to the right a little bit, and then you head down the hill. And uh, I was going way too fast for – I mean, I was going faster than I should have over the speed limit, but I was going way too fast compared to what the – conditions were right and i ended up sliding across the lane so not only that but this one was kind of funny it was like it they had set it up for four lanes um and a divided highway right there but they never did it because there was like a center median area that was like lower and then it came back up and you were onto another road um but it was dirt on that side and i literally went across the two lanes or so across my lane across the the the, the left lane into the little goalie up the other side of the goalie um, and then I was correcting and when I was correcting, I was coming back down through the goalie up onto the other road, back into the main lane. And I was, I mean, I was doing probably 70. I don't know how I didn't hit one of those metal posts that, you know, mark the miles and stuff like that. Divine um, intervention. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I just slid all the way through down into the thing, up, back down and back onto the road. And then I, and then, then I slowed it down. Yeah, because I was scared out of my mind. Yeah, I don't blame you. So I gotta ask, because um, I guess have any of us like jumped out of an airplane like with a parachute on? No. Well, I you, does anyone have a desire to do that? Yes, I really want to go. But or you mean skydiving? Yes, I want to. Yeah, skydive. skydiving. Yeah, totally. Love you? It. No desire at all. Not Perfect. even a little bit. I don't like. I could probably get talked into it, but do I have a desire? Not particularly. No. Like, I I guess I've done so many things that don't require me jumping out of an airplane. That yeah. What about like a big bungee jump? I couldn't do a bungee jump. I'd rather jump out of an airplane with a parachute than a bungee jump. I'd have to with Hundred with Baron. What if that oh. bungee? What if that bungee snaps? Eh. Or breaks. Bill, Dude, they replace them so often. Reminds me <laughs> right. of building vault. Yes, I I agree with that one. That's all I can think of with bungee jumping. It's like that rope thing breaks, and you're like, "Woo, smack!" <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of you. <laughs> at least, yep. at least, if I'm jumping out of an airplane and my chute doesn't open, I'm like, "All right, well." I'm going to not survive this one. I so. have chosen my fate. I, yeah, that's what my wife says. She right says the God. same thing. She doesn't want to deal with that. Um, no, I would totally bungee jump. Um, like, the, what you guys don't remember is when we did that one, the one Jensen family reunion that you guys might halfway remember, um, and we had the flinger, and we were flinging you guys. You know, that thing, I would, in my next house I build, I'm totally building one of those. Yes, so I, I can fling right. kids. I remember... I remember I went into his shop and smashed my finger with a hammer. And that's what I remember of that whole thing. Yeah, I don't remember that. What's funny is this guy never did stuff at his house and something happened. And then we ended up having to do it at his house. And he just happened to have this in his backyard in Salt Lake somewhere. Yeah, it was super fun. But yeah, so I would totally, Kate, you wouldn't bungee jump either? No, I wouldn't bungee jump. Nor, and I've had the opportunity to better plan. I just turned it down. Really? Gosh, yep. I think it would be awesome. I just, I I guess I'm not like a super adrenaline junkie. Like, but if it's got wheels and an engine, I'm an adrenaline, adrenaline junkie. Huh, yeah, okay. I get it. So you, you guys like... would do the um the, the racing thing then? No, I would totally do the racing thing. Like the dream racing that you guys did? Yeah, yeah. yeah or, even, yes. or even 24-hour lemons. I would totally oh, yeah. do that. It's RV. so expensive. I would like do if that it, one. Like the lemons is, yes. Yeah, if it wasn't like $2,500 
just to get into it. And that doesn't include the car or any of the of the safety crap. Gosh, all day long, I'd do that one. That would be so but, much I mean, fun. If we all we all like just saved and pitched in. It'd be a lot of fun. Like for ten grand, so twenty five hundred bucks a person over a year. That wouldn't be bad. Is it ten grand? Is that what it is? No, I'm just saying if we, if we throw ten grand into it, you can't. You can't. It has to be uh, like we we'd have to. So like we'd have to get things donated. Well, you guys are the perfect people to get things donated. Yeah, if we wanted to race diesel. a Dodge truck. Let's do it. Put it in a freaking, uh, let's just drop a motor into something. Let's just find a, a, a clapped out 280Z and drop a Cummins in it. What? Yeah. What we, let's Not do this work. thing. Why? Because <laughs> you couldn't get suspension work. to handle it. It would you, not work. Do, do, do just, um, we get some BC coilovers just to sponsor to us. Yeah, no, keep going because you're just actually, digging the hole. What you could do for, for seriousness, you could put a uh, TDI in a um, in one. Why, why, why not just race a TDI? A TDI, right. That's what I was about to say. Because it's not real drive. It would not be near as fun. Yeah, but I don't want to be fun. I want to be quick. You would still be quick. You'd, You'd still be, be a lot quick. faster in You'd be way you faster in drive. Yeah. Okay, but anyway. So, all right. Does anybody else have any other ones, or should I say one of my... Go for well, it. Well, my wife wanted to do one real quick. Hold on. One time when we were moving, we had a... I don't need to know what was loaded on the trailer. It was loaded wrong, and we, Lana and I, were stupid enough to have Baron and Case take the trailer Four you guys times. want to tell that story oh, that's a good one yeah, yeah. i don't i don't know how you live yeah because oh, that was the second part oh, of the that's car, crash car crashes yeah no we're gonna car talk crashes. about that one i'll be uh, car crashes Nisha, well thanks for leaving everybody on suspense but i there's another one. one it no. was stupid <laughs> it was stupid and dangerous but that will be in car crashes part two what well, happened i have to know Oh, I, I won't do the car so crash one. So my next dangerous thing was I was in a car wreck. I it was a date I didn't want to be on, so I left early. With Lana? No, it was <laughs> a kid that I really didn't like, and his my, name shall not be spoken. <laughs> yes, um, I when I left, there was a black cow in the middle of the road. So I swerved, then I swerved for a car, then I swerved from a telephone pole and ended up hitting, uh, what are they, the big ditches out in the boonies in the fields and knocking out like an eight inch fence post. There was like two of them, took out a chunk of fence, spun around the field and ended up high centered in the field. And when I got out of the car, I had to like jump out and I'm not a really tall person. I'm like five, two and a half. And the bottom foot plate of the car, I don't know what that is, was at my armpit. That's how, yeah, that's how high up my car was. And then I had to walk about a half a mile to a house and the people were drunk and they're like, dude, we thought you were dead. So we called the cops. And I was shaking so bad because I had to borrow their phone to call my dad. And he's like, are you okay? Is everything all right? I don't care about the car, but are you okay? And then the people offered me a beer to calm my nerves down. And I was 17. I'm like, no, you called the cops, you idiots. So when the cop got there, she, they kept asking if I was on drugs or anything because they didn't know how I survived the wreck. That's awesome. Again, divine intervention is the name of the game tonight, for sure. Very much the truth. I also got to school uh, Monday, so that was like Friday night, Saturday, 
and I couldn't remember my classes. I couldn't remember my locker combination. And then I was really upset because I couldn't remember why I didn't remember. And I had to go get a list for my classes and it took me almost a week to remember anything. And I've had memory problems ever since. Huh. I wonder why I have my memory issues because I the whole thing with my our car accident with Kyler. Ever since then, I've had issues memory-wise. Could be. Could be. Huh. Maybe I need to go see a therapist, get some PTSD thing, PTSD thing worked out or something. <laughs> uh, it could just be literal brain damage. I mean, like, for seriousness. Well, thanks. Uh, call, me, call me mentally unstable. That's fine. Yep, that's exactly what yeah, I'm saying. Okay, so I've got another one. And, I mean, like, I don't think of this as being super dangerous. But, like I said, a lot of people would. So, if if you've ever done any whitewater rafting, you know, you'll definitely have heard about the um, the Salmon River. And it's got some of the best rapids out there, if you will. And Obviously, Salmon. Yeah. Obviously. Go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so the, the, the Salmon River. And um, so, it has Class 4 and Class 5 rapids, I believe. And so, we did a whole seven-day journey when I was in the Scouts on it. And, um, I mean, I think... I think there had been like three or four people that had died on it that year by the time wow. the end of it was. I mean, so it's, I mean, you really have to know what you're doing to, to go and do one of those things. But I mean, I, I haven't done it in 20 something years, but man, I'd love to go do it again. It was so much fun. We used to do it all the time because Gus was big into it. So he'd take us down to um, lots of doing the Snake River a lot. We did the Teton. We did the Salmon. We did quite a few of them. It was really a lot of fun. And to lots of people it would be dangerous. No, absolutely. So awesome. Um, guys, hit us up on our socials. Um, see, tell us what if you've been through the same things or done the same things. What do you guys think is dangerous? Hit us at uh, Instagram and Facebook. It's at King Ugly Crew. Or send us an email. That's actually where we got this suggestion tonight was from our email at kingoglycrew at gmail.com. Um, send us your suggestions. Send us a comment. Send us a, a nice little poke. I don't know. Send us a, a hey or I don't know. Just just talk to me. Talk to me. Well, you know what's funny is that I I haven't had a text from Nick and Marie in a little while, and literally in the middle of this, I got a text, and uh, so I responded with that we were doing Nick's idea, and and her first text back was fun! Uh, exclamation point! Exclamation point! Don't forget towing the slug bug to Shoshone story. That's awesome that they remembered it too. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I, maybe it was somebody else towing me and Nick was in the car with me. I don't remember, to be honest with you. I just remember that the steering wheel came off. So it was pretty crazy. But, yeah, we really enjoy everybody, uh, you know, listening to us. Um, it looks like we're actually starting to pick up a couple users. Um, our the base is nurse. down to, like, uh, like 31 now. Woo! User. Ooh. 31 listeners, users, whatever you want to call. Um, and, I mean, they're using our, our stuff, right? So they're users user but but anyway just makes me think of drugs when you say user actually (laughs) all i can think of when he says it is um tron oh gotcha gotcha i see (laughs) all right well uh, i think this is probably gonna be our end of our our, um shortest podcast that we've had yet but uh we really do appreciate it and slow down one last up. plug, shameless, but don't forget about the King Ugly Crew book club we are doing. We've already done book number one, which was Ender's Game. You can go back and listen to that podcast. It was phenomenal. Um, the next book that Super we Super long. Will, it was great. Like, it was a really good conversation, though. Yep. Uh, 
but book number two we are going to be doing is The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson. I can pick it up on Google Play for $11 right now. I just found out, which I'll be doing shortly. Uh, I have it on my Amazon I account again. I, I told you, you guys I bought it already. On your Audible? Yeah. Well, that book definitely we need to listen to so we can talk about it. So that will be coming up on closer to the end of the month. Actually, it'll be probably uh, one of our first podcasts in May, I believe, will come out in. So, yeah, it's going to be fun, guys. Yep, it'll be good. I'm like halfway through it. It's so far pretty decent. Yep. Yeah, I really enjoyed it when I first listened to it. So this is book number – this is tie number two for me. So awesome. All right. Well, on that note, stay stay ugly. ugly. Yeah, ugly. You're ugly. (laughs) Griffith, I love you, Griffey. That was great.